Hey there, everyone. Mike Lee Bryan here from the Oracular School of Astrology, and I'm here yet again with another question and answer segment. In these Q&A segments, I answer questions that practicing astrologers have that come up within the context of their practice. If you want to be a part of our Q&A segment, then check out our website down below and sign up for our next live recording today. Now, before we dive into today's segment, I just want to let you know that the certified students at the Oracular School of Astrology are currently giving readings. So if you've always wanted to have the magic of an Oracular's reading, then by all means, please do check out our website and book a reading with any of our highly trained and certified astrologers today. Also, my book, Mastering Traditional Astrology, is now out and available to be purchased. You can check out Amazon.com to buy yourself a copy of Mastering Traditional Astrology today. And by all means, let me know how you feel about the book down below in the comment section. And if you love the book, then please do leave a review on Amazon. And finally, we have our Professional Astrologers Diploma Program coming up this September 16th, 2023, where I teach you everything you need to know in order to move into professional astrological practice with confidence and ease. So if you've always wanted to become a professional astrologer, then wait no longer. Check out our website at oraculosastrology.com and sign up for our upcoming Professional Astrologers Diploma Program today. Now, without further ado, let's dive into the questions. So I seem to remember that in one of our classes, you mentioned that wherever Saturn falls into the chart is where we have our uh, biggest growth uh, to do or learning to do. Uh, can you talk about that? So the question has to do with something that I always tell my students, which is that whichever house within our chart, our natal Saturn is located, is the topic in our lives where we find ourselves doing our greatest amount of growth and evolution and learning in this lifetime. Now, this is something that I fundamentally believe to be true after having given countless natal astrology readings. It seems as if the house where the natal Saturn is located is going to be the house that represents our greatest learning curve. And this isn't that big a stretch of the imagination because Saturn is a planet that governs karma and time and the things that we reap as a result of time within our lives. And Saturn represents all the ways in which we grow and mature and become wise. And sometimes the growth that Saturn represents is growth that is uncomfortable. It's growth that can feel as if it's forcing us into circumstances that we typically wouldn't want for ourselves. And it's growth that forces us to take on a greater amount of responsibility as a result of the newfound maturity that we're being asked to take within ourselves. So that is just what Saturn does in general. People who have Saturn conjuncts their ascendant tend to show up in the world as very responsible or as very pragmatic or as very committed to making sure that everything within their environment is established in the way that it should be. Because there's this understanding with Saturn that Saturn forces us essentially to grow up. And so when people have Saturn rising within their natal charts, very often those people are people who feel as if they're forced to grow up far sooner than other people around them. Now, another thing with this is that since they grow up so early, they also have a sense of really coming into their own much later in life and of really experiencing their younger years, even when they are from a time-based perspective, that much older. 
So people who have Saturn rising can tend to age backwards insofar as they have a greater sense of zest and pride and exuberance far later in life than other people around them. So that's just one factor of Saturn by itself. But when we're talking about Saturn as a natal planet and the house location of Saturn, that is often representing an area within our lives where we might feel stunted or crippled or just fundamentally underdeveloped and where we are always having to exert extra willpower to really grow up. And so if we have Saturn within our first house, I think that might probably be the exception to this because Saturn in the first house oftentimes thrusts people into a lifetime where they have to grow up from day one. So for them, their experience of having a Saturn return, for example, probably isn't going to be as life-altering as someone who has Saturn located elsewhere within their chart. So for example, when people have Saturn in the second house, that can represent someone who has money and finances as their main source of growth within this lifetime. And that's probably where they challenge to make the best decisions possible within their lives, even if every other aspect of their lives is functional. People who have Saturn in their third house, or might be people who have a challenge regarding making community or feeling as if they actually fit into communal spaces. It could also be something where those people are having challenges surrounding their early childhood education because the third house as well as the ninth house exist on an axis of education within our birth charts. So probably that's someone who felt stunted within their early childhood education or they felt forced into circumstances in their early childhood education that didn't leave them feeling as held or nurtured as possible. So when those people have their Saturn return, they might find themselves desiring to go back to school or they might find themselves desiring to make up for some aspect of their foundational life training that they probably feel they're missing. People who have Saturn in the fourth house, for example, can be people who live with their grandparents, <laughs> or they're people who fundamentally always find themselves in roles of taking care of older people within the context of their family. And if they're not taking care of older people in their family, maybe they just take care of older people in general. Maybe they're working in an old folks home, or maybe there is something about their life and about their environment that forces them to be around elders more frequently than other people around them. And when those people have a Saturn return, they could have existential crises surrounding their ancestry and their home and their relationship to real estate. And they probably feel as if they haven't accomplished anything at all from a real estate perspective. And so that's where their crisis or their greatest challenge tends to manifest within this lifetime. People who have Saturn in the fifth house could be people who have challenges in terms of expressing themselves creatively, or they may feel as if that's a part of their lives where they're stunted or where they don't really have the greatest sense of freedom or expression. And that could be something that really shows up in a major challenging way within their lives within this lifetime. Those could also be people who feel apprehensions or reservations surrounding children. And maybe that's because there's some part of their own family story that makes them feel as if they will be ill-equipped 
to be a parent within this lifetime. And that could be because they probably had parents who were ill-equipped to be parents, or maybe they just feel as if they don't have the tools or the resources to begin really thinking about the topic of children at any point in time. And when they have their Saturn return, it could bring up the theme of children within their lives and the theme of really allowing themselves to experience the joy of parenthood or the joy of parenting in a way that moves them beyond that fundamental speed bump within their experience. We can take Saturn through the rest of the houses within our charts and we find that everywhere we take Saturn, there's a lesson to be learned. And sometimes that lesson can be an easy lesson. Sometimes that lesson can be a challenging lesson. Saturn in the sixth could bring up lessons surrounding stress and how frequently we stress ourselves out and how we thrust ourselves into environments of stress constantly within our lives. And it could also bring up the lessons of how that stress turns into sickness or turns into greater challenges within our constitution. Saturn in the seventh, your greatest learning curve could be around your partner or around marriage. Saturn in the eighth, your greatest learning curve could be around debt and the fear of not having enough money in this lifetime. Saturn in the ninth, your greatest learning curve could be around religion and knowing what to believe and who to believe and who to listen to and what to learn and when to learn it. And there could be challenges surrounding higher education and how that's manifesting within your life. Saturn in the 10th, your greatest learning curve could be around your career. Saturn in the 11th, your greatest learning curve can be around your friends and feeling as if you have really meaningful connections within your life. And when you have a Saturn return, you could go through a major existential crisis within your lifetime in relation to your friends, but also perhaps in relation to the fulfillment of your desires. Because Saturn in the 11th might make it feel as if your desires tend not to go fulfilled in this lifetime. And so when you have your first Saturn return, that might be where your major existential crisis is. How do I manifest my desires within the world? Because up until now, it doesn't seem as if anything is effective. Saturn in the 12th house could indicate that, well, Saturn enjoys being in the 12th house because the 12th house is the worst house <laughs> of heaven and therefore Saturn likes being there. But Saturn in the 12th house could bring up themes of loneliness and isolation and separating oneself from others in general. And when you have your Saturn return, those themes could come up and you might feel as if you need to be a hermit or you might feel as if you need to be a recluse or maybe there are challenges surrounding health that come up as well that manifest within that sphere of your life that makes your Saturn return that much more of a complicated one. So wherever Saturn is within our birth charts, it's going to be a place where we find ourselves experiencing the greatest amount of lessons possible within our lifetimes. Now, this talk about Saturn is bringing up another thing for me, and that's the notion of the Saturn return as a concept by itself. At Oraculo School of Astrology, we tend to focus a lot on revolutional charts. So that is the soul return chart, as well as the lunar return chart, as well as a world of other possibilities that exist within those types of annual and monthly predictive techniques. And once when I was teaching this segment of our curriculum, a student asked about the Saturn return chart and what I would do with that and how I would interpret that and which 
Saturn return chart would I use? So for example, if someone has their Saturn at 18 degrees Aquarius, we know that Saturn went retrograde across 18 degrees Aquarius. So the question then becomes, which Saturn return chart do we use? Do we use the Saturn return chart for the first crossing of Saturn, for the retrograde crossing of Saturn, or for the final pass of Saturn? And I don't like complications in life in general, and I definitely don't like versions of astrological thought where we have to navigate huge philosophical issues because the question really is, which of those Saturn return charts do we take? Do, which one is going to be valid? Now, from the perspective of simplifying things, my initial thought would be that we should take the first Saturn return chart and disregard the two others especially if that Saturn is going retrograde over your natal Saturn and then going direct and once again making the conjunction to your natal Saturn. However, even within that, that's a very simplified way of me navigating something, but I don't see the value of interpreting a Saturn return chart. And the reason why I don't see the value of interpreting a Saturn return chart is because within the philosophy of revolutional astrology, a revolution is meant to predict the circumstances or the events that are going to occur within your life within the period between two revolutions. So the solar return chart predicts the circumstances within your life between the period of two solar returns. The lunar return chart will predict the circumstances unfolding within your life within the period between two lunar return charts. When we start talking about a 30-year cycle of Saturn within our lives, then what, oh what, is this second period that the Saturn return chart is meant to predict? It feels like a stretch. And the reason why it feels like a bit of a stretch for me, and once again, I'm not the be-all and the end-all of anything, but I just don't see the pragmatic value of interpreting a Saturn return chart because we don't tend to analyze our lives in 30-year segments. We don't even really tend to analyze our lives in 10-year segments. It is more pragmatic for us to practice things that have a more immediate effect. Because suppose you say to someone that based on their Saturn return chart, there's an event that's going to occur within their lives within the course of the next 30 years. <laughs> when do we actually... When do we actually say that event is going to happen? It's a little bit ridiculous. And even though we do have long-range timing techniques that possibly could pin down where this 30-year event is going to happen within the unfolding of someone's life, it just feels like a silly thing to do. But I get why people want to do Saturn return readings because within the 21st century, people want to do every type of reading. People want to do the Venus return reading, the Mercury return reading. The world has truly become our oyster in the 21st century and so we don't really have the same level of pragmatic use of astrology as our astrological forebears had 100 years ago. So anyway, that's my personal qualm with the Saturn return chart. I don't think that there is any value in interpreting the Saturn return chart as a structure. I do think that there is value in noting that someone is having a Saturn return because our Saturn return brings up 
challenges or issues or opportunities for growth regarding the house that Saturn is located in. But the Saturn return chart also brings up issues and opportunities and challenges for growth regarding the houses that Saturn rules within your natal chart. So for example, if you have Saturn ruling the seventh house and the eighth house, then when you have a Saturn return, that Saturn return is very likely going to bring up issues regarding where your Saturn is in general. Perhaps you have Saturn in the fourth house, which means it's going to bring up issues surrounding real estate and house and home and family. But because that Saturn rules the seventh house and the eighth house, it's more than likely also going to bring up issues regarding your marriage, if you are married, as well as the financial dynamic between you and your love partner. So Saturn in the fourth house, ruling the seventh and the eighth house, could bring up issues regarding our marital partner, our joint resources, and how all of those things impact where we live and some of the goals we have as a couple in relation to creating a home and creating real estate prosperity, for example. So that's just one example, but you can take that everywhere within your chart and use it for yourself because that tends to pan out more often than not. And that's also truthful for every planet, that every planet will always carry the meanings of the houses it rules and it will bring those meanings to the house where it is located. So that's this for this Saturn segment. I think the Saturn conversation is a very great conversation to have and I have a lot more to say about Saturn because I also think that every hard aspect that Saturn makes to itself feels like a Saturn return. So while there's only one actual Saturn return, I feel as if the square that Saturn makes to himself within your chart, as well as the opposition that Saturn makes to himself within your chart, is also going to feel like a mini Saturn return. But I also feel the same way regarding the semi-squares of Saturn to its natal position, as well as the sesquiquadrates of Saturn to its natal position, which I think is a part of this larger philosophy that I heard once that said that as human beings, we're always someplace on the arc of crisis. We're either in a crisis, just got out of a crisis, or about to enter a crisis. <laughs> so maybe these hard aspects of Saturn to himself would justify why we oftentimes find ourselves going through these repetitive or these cyclical moments of growth and challenge within the context of our lives because it's through those cyclical experiences of growth and challenge that we actually do grow and mature within this lifetime.